Hi everyone, welcome back to the Seasons of Womanhood. So today I have a very, very special guest. Um, we have Mrs. Octavia Yu. Hi. Welcome, thank you for coming and just joining with us. And we're just gonna have a great conversation today and it's going to be more also on marriage and also we'll also talk a little bit about parenting as well. Before we begin, if you can just give us a little bit more um, and tell us a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, so my name is Octavia Yu. I am currently in school studying and pursuing my master's in marriage and family therapy. Mm -hmm. um, after graduation, praying to God that I get my licensure to be a licensed therapist. Mm -hmm. Hopefully one day in the future, I can own my own private practice and have my own clients. But my heart is definitely counseling, um, helping people to heal, grow in their relationships. So anything to do with uh, premarital or marital, that's my heart. So I wanted to talk to you about your viewpoints on, on, on balancing your marriage as well as with your children, because yeah. I feel like when that comes in the mix, mix you know, things also change, the dynamics. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So marriage, Whew, hard, hard, <laughs> hard, hard work. And, um, but it's so beautiful. So with me, I think balance is a myth mm. and it's not like something you just arrive at, right? It's a constant process of saying, okay, what am I going to put into priority today? Mm -hmm. And so for me, that's how I adjust it, right? Because I'm in school, my husband works full time. So I'm a stay-at-home mom mm -hmm. and I'm a student as well. And I have two babies, three and one, and it is very, very busy. Mm -hmm. And so depending on like, let's say my husband's workload, he's a law enforcement officer. And so his hours are very long, sometimes days long, and mm -hmm. he's not in the house. Yeah. And so I have to make sure like, okay, what is the priority for today uh -huh. and how are we going to navigate even through that our relationship because his work is so demanding like one of the things um they told him like when he went into the academy was like listen let your wife know let your partner know that this is hard work and it's sometimes going to feel like there's a mistress in the relationship and that mistress is your work because your attention is going to be away from home and it's going to be on work and there are times extended period of time hours that I don't get a chance to hear from him or I don't hear from him mm. and so I have to make sure our communication is on point you know what I mean yeah. and also how we navigate the way we communicate with one another because mm. I'm a quality time type girl mm. I love my quality time how do you provide quality time for me when you're not physically here and what that looks like mm -hmm. so we definitely have to make sure that whatever it is that we're doing today what are we going to put into priority? And mm -hmm. that's how we find the balance, but it's constantly evolving. It's always changing. So it's not just one thing we arrive at. I love that. If that makes sense. Yeah. And I, and, and I agree because there's this notion where, especially I feel like society places such a burden on women to do it all, right? Like be the best wife, be the best mom, best friend, like at everything. Sometimes yeah. it can be, it's, it can be so overwhelming. Yeah. You know, that's what, what I think about when it comes to it. And, and it's like, we're trying to achieve this idea of perfectionism with, when there is no such thing as that. Yeah, who I created, love what you're saying. Who created yeah. that? You have to do everything. I think yeah. one of the things that, um, just for me, this is not for all women, right? And mm -hmm. I know um, the entrepreneur spirit is very real and alive today. Not mm -hmm. everybody's meant to be an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And for so many years, they downplayed the role of a mother. Mm -hmm. And her 
staying at home and investing in her children and teaching them in the way that they should go. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's kind of like, hello, do you understand that this is a full-time job? Not only am I the gatekeeper of my home, I am the counselor, mm. I am the professor, I am the doctor at times, yeah. you know? Uh -huh. you, your, your child got a boo-boo, he hit his head, he's yeah, yeah. and you're just making these split-second decisions. Should I go to the ER? Should mm -hmm. I just put a Band-Aid on it? You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And mm -hmm. it's a lot of work. I'm cooking three, four times a day. I am a chef. There's yeah. a lot that goes into it. And so for so long, it's been downplayed the responsibility mm -hmm. that parents or caretakers, guardians, whomever have mm -hmm. over that. And it's like, I don't have to do it all. I could show my daughter that I am a bomb mom. I know how to handle my business. I know how to manage my household, our finances, everything without necessarily being in the workforce, mm -hmm. like, you know, the rest of society. And so mm -hmm. I've learned, I've learned a lot because before children is like, I want to travel the world. Uh -huh. I want to do this. I want to go on missions. I want to do it. And then as I became a wife and as I became a mom, there were times I had to decide, hey, career, children, you know, mm -hmm. and sometimes they make it seem as if that's not a real debate and, you know, um, struggle when it comes to like women and, and men too. Mm -hmm. um, but for mm -hmm. me, it was kind of mm -hmm. like Octavia are you going to pursue career? Do you want to become a mom? You know, and you have to decide what you're willing to lay down. One of the things that I heard um, that changed my worldview was the greatest contribution that you can basically make or do is not what you do, but who you raise. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to pour everything into my children, being a mom, being the best mom I can until it's time for me to either step back into the workforce, you know, become that therapist and do what I have to do. And then when the time presents itself, I will again, reprioritize and balance how mm -hmm. to juggle managing my kids and stewarding them well. And also whatever calling God has given me to fulfill doing that as well. And I'm 100% sure he'll make sure that I'm capable to do so whole mentality of like everyone is hustling you know going out there going to get what they want but at the same time it's true people do unfortunately downplay the role of a stay-at-home mom and it's actually very significant and I feel like it's one of the hardest jobs to ever have and it's not even a job that you can clock out you know like most jobs people can come in and go but right. you know this is a 24-7 thing and you're making an impact mom. Sorry, yeah, I give it up to moms who are working hard mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. their nine to five or 10 to 10 and then coming home mm -hmm. and then putting on that mom. Okay. You're right. Because yeah. that's you, like you said, you have no time off. You're not clocking out. And even when I'm like, oh, you know, let's go on vacation, I'm just parenting in a different location. So yeah. it's constantly uh -huh. following. Yeah, so I know some people feel like there isn't such thing as making a choice and you can do both. But even when you're doing both, I feel like at one point or the other, you still spend more time with one or the other. There's no way you, we're human beings. We can't share that equal amount of time, but we right. try our best. And I, and, and I think that's all that matters. You know, Listen, the reality is this, right? I just, this is my story. Mm -hmm. When I was, well, I didn't know I was pregnant at the time, mm -hmm. but I had started what I thought was like my dream job. It was perfect and I loved what I was doing. And I was like basically in accounting and it was near my home and I, I loved everything about it, right? Mm -hmm. But then God saw it that I would conceive a child. Mm -hmm. And 
I was so sick in the first couple months. There was no way I would have been able to work. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like it was so difficult. It was so difficult. So sometimes the idea that I could do it all mm-hmm. up until the week before I give birth. You know, some people could do that. That's great. But for my story, it just didn't work out that way. And I definitely would encourage anybody who does want to pursue their dream, go for it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. and I used to tell my mom, I was like, being pregnant is not like a disability. I'm not crippled, you know? So like, don't treat yeah. me as if, you know, it's something to like hold me back or stop me from doing things. And it was only because like, I am very much an active person. I like painting. I like building. And she's like, listen, you need to like chill. Uh-huh. So in that respect, but other than that, it's like, no, it, like you said, there's about do what works for you mm-hmm. and your family and mm-hmm. don't let anybody feel like you have to subscribe to their expectations or their testimony mm-hmm. at all. You know, everybody has to write their own story. I agree. And I love that. So, you know, as you were talking about how you you learn to prioritize when it comes to your husband, as well as your children, is there ever time and you know this whole new thing about self-care. I feel like it's been more popular now. It is. That's, do you ever feel guilty, like, trying to take that time for yourself? And I think sometimes as women, we forget about ourselves because we're busy trying to help and, you know, please everybody else. Oh, yeah, for sure. Self-care is not easy mm-hmm. at all. Like, at all. I mean, come on. By the time you remember to even... so when I first became a mom, like, Mm -hmm. let me just give a little backstory. I come from a significantly large family. Mm -hmm. I have 16 nephews and nieces. Yeah. I have played some part in their experience, whether it's being at their birth, them living in my house, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I've already seen like, listen, it is not easy. So Mm -hmm. when it was my turn now, I'm the mom. It's like, okay, I remember what they did. How can I implement that for me? But then you wake up in the morning and you're like, listen, this postpartum journey, sometimes you're like, did I brush my teeth today? You're so busy. Like, I want to make sure I'm nursing my baby. I want to make sure that they're latching. I want to make sure that I'm doing this and this. And there's just so many other like little nuances and stuff that you just want to make sure. Sometimes you're like, did I eat today? Did I eat today? Mm-hmm. Like, and so it is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, it is so hard, but it's very important. I learned with my daughter. So my son came first. Mm-hmm. But I learned with my daughter, like it's very important because when you don't keep and it's not just like a physical thing, like putting on makeup, making sure you go out with your girls. It's not even about that mm-hmm. for me. For some people, they need that. I'm very extrovert, so I very much need that. But for me, it was kind of like, listen understand that this is a new season in life Mm. and you have to adjust accordingly. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to find the new normal, the new typical for you, Mm -hmm. for your body, because pregnancy does a work on your body, your mind, your soul. Cause let's talk about soul care too. That is very important as well. So for me, it was like, okay, just make sure that you're not deteriorating mentally because postpartum anxiety is real. Mm-hmm. Postpartum depression is real. And a lot of the self-care, I think, also plays into that. Just making sure that you're not slipping away from who you used to be, but just knowing that you're going to be a different person and it's okay. Yeah. So just finding 
whether it's like doing a face mask for 15 seconds, yeah. make sure you take even five. Cause I was so guilty. My gosh, mm -hmm. leaving my baby on the bed. I was like, are they okay? I need to just make sure that they're breathing. If I take yeah, yeah. a shower, I swore my daughter or my son was crying and I'm like trying to hurry up and bathe. I'm like, I hear them crying. What's going on? And I'm out there asleep. They're fine. My husband is like, babe, they're fine. But yeah, that's all that. Listen, it's all a part of it. So yeah, of course, even when I would go out after like, a, it took me probably like a good year or so to like even just leave my child in the care of somebody that I trusted. Yeah. To not feel like, are they okay? Like, I need to make sure that they're not harming my child. Like, I went to the supermarket and I thought somebody was going to kill my child because mm -hmm. they were going to run their shopping cart into my shoulder. Mm -hmm. Like, there's just so many different fears that you have. So when my child is not physically close to me, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, it's just like, mm -hmm. I'm having too much fun. My child needs me. This mm -hmm. is not what the season is about. I'm a mom now. I need to be home. So it's that in and of itself is a balance. Yeah. And you're right. Cause I even think about my experience too, is like finding, like trying to juggle that experience. And even as you were saying, having a whole new mindset when you become a new mom body, trying to embrace yeah. that. It's, 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 it's a whole struggle. It is. And, and I, and I'm happy that I feel like I'm seeing more conversations about that. Yeah. and accepting that but i do think as you're saying we need more conversations not just about the physical but also mental and soul care yeah you know, and and yeah. we need to hear more conversations about that it definitely i listen i needed it so in that season um and now we're in quarantine season now so mm -hmm. when i had my children it was not a like the world was not shut down mm -hmm. like it is now so that's an other element even for the moms today and mm -hmm. those who are about to be moms but for me in that time it was like i didn't get to go to church and it was just like oh. listen i don't want nobody sneezing on my baby i don't know where your hands are. don't be coming to touch my like there's so many different things so i definitely <laughs> stayed away for a while but i missed fellowship i missed being in the house of god i thank god for technology but again i'm extrovert quality time is my thing isolation is not my mm -hmm. thing it is hard mm -hmm. so staying at home feeling like everybody the world just continued you know some of your friends start forgetting about you mm -hmm. it's like oh so y'all just y'all just went out without me like yeah. so i can get a babysitter like yeah. <laughs> it's so it, yeah it's hard but um and i and i do just want moms to know give yourself some time you know what i mean give yourself some time and give yourself grace you don't have to have everything figured out at all. Everybody's journey experience is completely different. Um, and you'll get there. You'll get yourself back. You'll get your body back. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? There's mm -hmm. so much pressure on that. Like, I think I even shared with you, like, postpartum shedding. Yeah. You know, listen, my edges still are not the same. like that kind of you know had my self-esteem drop a little bit mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. even that it was just like i don't want nobody to see me you know you have like the baby acne too mm -hmm. it's like i don't want anybody to be like wow like she's struggling look at her she's struggling you know uh -huh. you, just, you feel so insecure about a lot of those things mm -hmm. so for me all of that took a part in my thoughts mm -hmm. gotta bring them thoughts back captive so soul care definitely important i had to make sure that i was pressing in even on YouTube, I thank God for YouTube. I was listening to Ravi Zacharias. Mm -hmm. I was listening mm -hmm. to Priscilla Shire. Mm -hmm. You know, I was definitely listening to Times Square Church, our yeah. church, you know. So I was just making sure I stayed tuned in to just what God was doing and not allow um, 
the enemy to like throw thoughts at me like nobody cares about you see everybody's moving on with their mm -hmm. lives see look mm -hmm. at you youth motherhood was gonna be like you get to put the mom outfits on and mm -hmm. do the little photo shoots and stuff yeah. and it was just like man mm. wow if i could tell myself anything is like just enjoy today mm. enjoy today whether it's a stillness whether it's a peace when my child was crying mm -hmm. i would thank god because he was born not crying like you know how newborns come out and stop yeah. on the floor and they cry my son did not do that at all mm -hmm. and they rushed him out the room i didn't even get to see him oh wow so it was like i don't want to say traumatizing but it definitely had an effect on me so when i finally got him to see him in the NICU and he's all like on these wires and just tubed up and everything i was like my baby yeah when i heard him scream or cry i was like Thank God he has the beautiful, like, you know, he's healthy. Mm -hmm. So in those moments where it's like three o'clock in the morning and I really want to sleep and I'm just like, could you go to sleep? I remember when he was born, I never heard him. And so I always thank God. I'm glad I'm hearing him cry. I'm glad I'm hearing those lungs and the capacity that it, <laughs> that it holds. That is actually a great perspective to have, you know, yeah. those times where you can get frustrated, but that's, I love that, that you're yeah. able to kind of reflect back to that. And it yeah, we got to reshape those thoughts, you know, and make sure it's not bringing us somewhere that we don't want to go. Cause mm -hmm. I did have anxiety and it was a fight to get myself out of it, but I got out of it. That's awesome. So, yeah. So I want to talk, so, you know, you're saying you're doing your master's in marriage family therapy, right? Yeah. So can you kind of give us a little bit of, I guess, your advice when it comes to navigating and for me specifically a healthy, godly marriage, like what are your thoughts on that? I know it's, we don't have even enough time probably for you to no, get. I, I was going to say that in and of itself could be a whole conference, mm -hmm. uh, but I'll say this. Let me just tell you when I was, um, again, I love all things relationships. So I was watching marriage boot camp. Mm -hmm. And it was a hip hop edition. Mm -hmm. And this was the episode where um, Soldier Boy was on and mm -hmm. his girlfriend. And I think he was like about to like hit her or fight her or something. But based on her reaction, she kind of like guarded herself a little bit. I was like, oh, absolutely. And there was something that just came over me that got so angry. And I was like, I need the authority to be able to speak to people about relationships because mm -hmm. everybody on social media is a relationship guru mm -hmm. or, you know, they, but I was just like, I want real, you know, good sound doctrine. And, you know, how can I encourage people to find their healing? Mm. That's what led me on the journey to pursue marriage and family therapy. Wow. So when I found out that Nyack College, which is a faith-based uh, school, Mm -hmm. um they're christian and i i absolutely love how they teach mm -hmm. and integrate every like big biblical principles and spirituality into just theories and everything i love everything about it mm -hmm. so for me godly relationships i mean honestly i don't know how people have no type of faith and make it out here in these streets mm -hmm. it's, just, it's oh. so hard but the one thing i want to say mm -hmm. making sure and this is for everybody whether you're a faith-based person or not mm -hmm. no one is perfect mm -hmm. okay yeah. we all need a savior mm -hmm. right which means we need saving which means we're not perfect give yourself grace to fail give your spouse the opportunity to fail let them have that safe space because that's when progression comes that's when growth maturity comes mm -hmm. in any relationship it doesn't matter where you start now i want to be very clear i'm not talking about 
unhealthy behavior. Yeah. I'm not talking about abusive behavior. Yeah. I'm not talking about toxic behavior. Mm-hmm. None of that. But just understanding like, hey, sometimes I'm not going to cook everything right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Does that mean you just throw me out with the water too? <laughs> like, no, it's just mm-hmm. like, okay, maybe get me a little cooking lesson. Mm-hmm. But just as an example, but it's just like, you know, give each other the opportunity to grow together. And I love like when me and my husband was um, doing premarital counseling, they remind us of like the triangle, right? Mm -hmm. You on this side, him on this side and God on the top. And when you guys are growing with God, you're growing closer together and just keep that in mind. Keep Mm -hmm. God in the center and make sure, listen, there are days I look at my husband, I'm like, you go talk to your father. I go talk to my father Mm -hmm. and we gonna come back. And because there are times where it's just like, if you did not have the Holy Spirit living in you to convict you on maybe something you said that you needed to apologize for, how do people find it in their heart to say, okay, let me go humble myself and apologize to my spouse, you know, making sure you end that word. Prayer is not the last hope. It is the first response in everything. Mm -hmm. Even like if my husband offends me on something, I need to go talk to him. I'm like, Lord, now you know my mouth. And so I don't want to be disrespectful. I do not want to say anything I cannot take back. And I want to make sure that even in that, I'm encouraging him. I'm edifying him. I'm sharpening him. Mm -hmm. I don't ever want to, you know, take away from who he is as a man. I don't want to take away from my character Mm -hmm. because it's showing him who I am Mm -hmm. in the heat of the moment. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. of course it starts before marriage. I am definitely an advocate or or um and i encourage premarital education or premarital counseling um but these are all so important so that you can have a foundation you know good roots to make sure that your relationship will be sustained that you have good values that you have you know a mission statement every couple should have a mission statement we're coming together what is it that we want to do in this like what is it we want to achieve not just get money and get fresh and you know we need to have substance something that is like worth living for but doing life together Mm -hmm. so i wholeheartedly believe like bible Mm -hmm. prayer Mm -hmm. god in the center Mm -hmm. and giving each other some safe space that's i guess like the best thing i could say because it could be a whole conference i know but you know what you said i even love that already and it's those i feel like are the most important at least when it comes to foundation yeah foundational principles when it comes to trying to balance a godly um, marriage. So thank yeah. you so much. And yeah. it's so true. Um, so I know because of, you know, like a time, but I loved what we talked about and what we were able to get through. But I always have been asking everyone that I've been doing these conversations with, no matter what topic we talk about, if there is um, one thing that right at this stage that you could tell your younger self, what would it be? And perhaps maybe why? Oh, wow. One thing I would tell my younger self, get to know you. Do not allow anybody to dictate to you Mm -hmm. who you are, Mm -hmm. whose you are, Mm -hmm. and everything you want to accomplish in this life. Because if you don't know who you are, and I wholeheartedly believe this, the identity that you're trying to portray is what you'll attract. And the person you want to be will eventually be rejected by that person that you want to attract. And so I realized that like, even in some relationships, when I was younger, I wouldn't even wear my glasses mm-hmm. around people that I was dating. Cause I don't want them to think I'm a nerd. I don't want them to think I'm attractive. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, that's so stupid. Yeah, yeah. It's so dumb. Mm-hmm. And I remember when my husband and I got together, we were just dating. 
literally that was a deal breaker for me and I was just like if I wear my glasses and he makes fun of me he joked like for me I am a sensitive person this Uh is a completely different thing for other people Uh but for me it was just like I need you to know I love who I am weave or not natural hair or not glasses or not contacts or not I this is me Uh and if you reject any part of me and I'm talking about any part of me Mm-hmm. I cannot allow you to have access to any of me. Mm-hmm. How are you going to steward me? God blesses you with this gift. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Somebody mm-hmm. could give you a very valuable gift, a nice watch. Mm-hmm. But if you're not into watches, it's going to collect dust on your dresser. Mm-hmm. And so I need you to not only value me and that be enough validation for me. No, no. I need to validate and value myself That's first. Right. And so I would definitely tell my younger self, girl, be you. If you want to rock a skateboard, ride a skateboard, kick push. If you want to go ahead and be in a rock band, go ahead and do you. Get to know you, love yourself, and the right people will come your way. And then you will make a power couple with somebody. You know what I mean? That's for me. Get to know you and whose you are. My identity is in Christ. Not what the world dictates, not my interests. I am not my hobbies. Mm. I am not my hair in DRE. Like, (laughs) none of it. I am God's child, Mm. a royal priesthood, his royal daughter. And so I need to act according, you know? I need to treasure myself because people don't even know how to treasure themselves. Mm. What are they going to do to me? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that's one thing I would say to myself. I love that. I love that. And and I hope that for those that are listening, especially that struggled with loving themselves or coming to, you know, find who they are, that they'll really take this into accord and, and finding purpose in God, number one, and then who yeah. they are. Um, and that's one thing that it's important to me to also teach to my daughter and my children that I, you know, that future children that I have. So Thank you so much, honestly, for just coming here and spending time being vulnerable, sharing your personal stories and the advice and tips that you were able to share with me today. My pleasure. My pleasure. I hope you guys enjoyed. Please like, um, share, and subscribe, and I will see you.